0: Hey, it's Jess Harnell, Wacko from Animaniacs and Ironhide of the Transformers, and you're listening to the Fandom Podcast because you know what's good.
1: Welcome to the Fandom Podcast. This is the show that brings together geeks and nerds from across the fandomverse to analyze the news and discuss your favorite TV, movies, comics, and books. This week, we have several celebrities from across the fandomverse repping their fandoms. All these interviews took place at the 2017 Salt Lake Comic Con and since there were thousands of people around and in some cases some really large speakers playing some really loud music some of these interviews have been cut up into smaller more manageable more usable segments but first I'm flying the Millennium Falcon again yep I'm flying solo I'm Brandon Ushio I sorry I had to do that one last time because well Jeff's not here again Nick and Jeff will be back soon, but with the holidays, they got some time off for good behavior. So with that, let's just jump right into the interviews. Our first interview is with Jason Gray Stanford, who has done a lot of anime voice acting, like Dragon Ball Z, Ronin Warriors, and Ronma One Half. But he's also spent a lot of time in America media, in shows like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Next Mutation as Donatello, and probably most notably as Randall Disher on the TV series Monk. I'm here at Salt Lake Comic Con with Jason Gray Stanford, who's the voice of Raditz. Also one of my favorites, Kento of Hard Rock. All
2: right, how are you doing today? Uh, You know what, I'm having a great time. It's absolutely fantastic to be here at the Salt Lake City Comic Con.
1: Awesome, so you do both live action and voiceover work. Which style do you prefer to do more? I have
2: two answers. I love the voiceovers because you can have your cup of coffee. You don't have to put on any makeup, wear your baseball hat, and go in, and have a laugh and there's very little pressure and you get to go in and make funny voices and it's really just you and the sound guy and the character and the lines. But in live action on a television series or in a movie, there are so many other moving parts. The directors, the the, the camera guys, the lighting, the makeup. So it's a much more intense a five because you don't want to mess up. You want to do, you know, you want to make the day go very, very smoothly. But I like that pressure and I like that collaborative effort that you get in live action. Saying that, I'll also say this. Very simply, when you're doing a cool voiceover character and you're working with other great voiceover actors, it is one of the best times that you'll have just because you're listening to people who look very different generally than what they sound like. And that's really and 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 most of the time when you're doing on, on TV or something like that, you kind of look what you, you know, you look the regular way, right?
1: So if you were to cosplay as any of your characters, whether live action or voiceover, which character would you cosplay as?
2: I would co- I would either cosplay as Monk or Raddus.
1: Walking around in the loincloth and armor.
2: Yeah, absolutely. i trying to get the bigger hair.
1: Awesome. Do you ever get anyone coming up to you in a cosplay of the, a character that you've done?
2: Every now and again, and not at this Comic Con, you'll see a few people come up as Adrian Monk with the whole suit and all the buttons done up, and the, you know the hands clasped together. But uh, yeah, but nobody yet. No, 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 Raditz is here. Lots of there's a few Goku's around. What else have we seen? We've seen uh Vegeta's. Yeah, but not. No, we haven't seen any Raditzes yet. So hopefully, hopefully we get a couple. All
1: right, we have to get that fixed, guys. Show up as Raditz. Yeah, right. Quick cosplay, right?
2: Yeah, 100%. If
1: somebody wanted to follow you on social media or the internet or somewhere, where would they go to find you?
2: Well, um, if, if they do go, I'm pretty crappy at it, uh, but uh, they can go to, like, uh, Twitter. Is it, It's at Jace Stanford. J-A-S, and then Gray Stanford, all one word. And then uh, I think on Instagram, it's, like, just my whole name, which is uh, pretty easy to find. Yeah.
1: All right. Thank you so much. Awesome, man. Okay, this next interview is with Christopher Daniel Barnes, and I actually snagged it on behalf of the Disney Animated Minute Essential podcast, because Christopher Daniel Barnes is the voice of Prince Eric in The Little Mermaid. However, he is also the voice of Spider-Man in the 1990s Spider-Man cartoon that I grew up with. So I got to talk to him a little bit about superheroes, a little bit about being a Disney prince, and he was just an all-around cool guy. I'm here at Salt Lake Comic Con with Christopher Daniel Barnes who has done a lot of great acting over the years and voice acting. So probably most popular to me as Spider-Man, but also as Prince Eric in The Little Mermaid.
3: How are you doing tonight? I'm doing real well, having a great time at the at the convention. Everybody's been wonderful and it's uh, it's a great time. Which do you prefer, the voice acting or the live action roles that you've done? Oh, you know they're very different. I think um, I think I have to say I prefer the voiceover stuff. I think because it, uh, it really brings to life the myths that I'm so fond of, especially with Spider-Man and, and the work that I did for Disney. Um, and uh, you can do the work by, uh, you know, showing up to work in your pajamas. So <laughs> it's much easier. <laughs> That's awesome. Pajama work is always good. <laughs> <laughs> <can't beat> <laughs> so what was the biggest difference between
1: doing something like Little Mermaid and a superhero cartoon like Spider-Man?
3: Well, uh, Little Mermaid, the, the character of Eric was sort of unknown to, to me, and, and he wasn't as iconic as Spider-Man, because Spider-Man had been around for many years, and I knew and loved Spider-Man, um, so uh, uh, Prince Eric was new. Um, so I, I really sort of looked at myself in terms of the, relating to the character, he was a young prince, I was very young at the time, I was 15 when I did the character, but of course Spider-Man, you know, that's a whole different thing, this was an iconic character that I had loved as a child uh, growing up, so I, I approached it very differently.
1: Your Spider-Man is how I always read the comics. Oh,
3: That's the voice that I always hear. Do you have any memorable moments from The Little Mermaid? Well, you know, I was very young when I did the film. I, one of the things I remember most is that it was the first time that I'd ever seen them do um, uh, uh, videotaping the actor. And that was relatively new because this was, you know, in 1987 when I did it, I was 15. Uh, and, and this was a new thing that the, uh, the animators would watch videotapes of the uh, actors as we, you know, were performing our roles, and uh, I just thought that was amazing. And then, of course, now that became, you know, that became part for the course later on. But back then, you know, video cameras were kind of new. <laughs> That's cool.
1: Um, Little Mermaid. When I was a child, was my favorite, my favorite Disney movie. And my parents told me if I saved up half of the money, they would spend the other half and buy it. And my grandma thought that was terrible, and so she gave me half of the money to punish my parents and make them cover the other half. (laughs) So you played an integral role in my life growing up in my development.
3: i love to hear that.
1: This next interview was one of the biggest surprises of my convention. One of the celebrities that I actually feel like is probably a decent human being underneath all the fame and fortune. Some of these celebrities you can't tell by just going up and talking to them at the table. But Chris Sullivan seems to be the kind of guy who... Just was so genuine. and he we spoke with him a couple different times throughout the convention and he was just he was just down to earth the entire time. Chris Sullivan plays Toby on This is Us and he also plays Taserface in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. So both of them are slightly comedic roles, but they are also pretty serious in their own right. And so while talking with him, I had a chance to ask him how he thought that his role as Toby, helped him to land the role for Taserface. I think James Gunn has a, a sense of humor in, in everything that he writes, and so I, I think he probably was looking for somebody who, was, who could execute the ridiculousness of somebody named Taserface. Yeah. So now that he's had a taste of the, a little bit more of action in Guardians of the Galaxy, I asked him which way he tended to prefer to lean, whether it was comedy or whether it was more action. And sure, any celebrity is going to say, basically, whatever gets me more work. However, what I really liked about what Chris Sullivan did here is he he knows where his strengths lie, and he was able to tailor pretty much any role into those strengths that he does have. I do enjoy the comedy, so it, no matter which way we went, if it involved some laughter, I'd be happy with that. That's awesome, and you can put comedy into anything. I know I can. (laughs) Like I said, you can put comedy into anything. (laughs) Whether they want it in there or not. Awesome. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Have a good day. Okay, so I've made no secret about it. One of my favorite fandoms of all time has to be Stargate SG-1. And so when I had the chance to interview Christopher Judge, who plays Teal'c on SG-1, I was pretty excited. And so I got a chance to sit down and I got a chance to talk to him. And about how SG-1 is in its 20th anniversary season. And I asked him what he thought about that. And whether he knew going into this that it was going to have this rabid fan base that it does have.
0: Well, we knew going in that we had 44 episodes guaranteed. We knew we had Rick. (laughs) So I think the thinking was, if we just don't screw it up, we have a chance having a, a decent run. And then after how the pilot and the first few episodes were embraced by the fans, then our expectations kind of grew a little bit. But to have anticipated this, uh, there's, there's no way. There's, there's no way that I would have ever thought after 20 years that uh, the show is still as popular as ever. With popularity comes cosplayers,
1: and so my next question to him was, how often does he see Tilk cosplayers or Go all Old cosplayers? And, and his response made me laugh quite a bit.
0: Oh, God, yeah. In fact, quite a few. In fact, some look more like Tilk than I do. <laughs> so, yeah, but that's always, that's always great when uh, fans actually take the time to participate in the cosplay. Not, not just for sg I mean, for, for all shows. I mean, we, we all enjoy it.
1: This interview was being conducted at his autograph table during his signing hours. And so I had decided that when I was talking to him that if people came up behind me and wanted to have an autograph from him or to interact with him, that I would step aside and I would let him interact with it, with the fans because that's what he was there for and that's what people were coming to him for. And, and I tried to choose a quiet time where, where people weren't lined up and this wouldn't happen a lot. And this one fan came up who had some visually apparent handicaps, both physically and mentally. And he was just so excited to see Tilk and to meet Tilk and had that just love of Christopher Judge and love of that character. I mean, that's it's exactly what Christopher Judge had been talking about. So I step aside. I, I, I let them talk. And when they were done, I went up and I, I continued our conversation. And, and we talked about some more cosplay. And we talked about some other things. And this is where Christopher Judge proved to me that you know he gets it. He gets what the fans at a comic convention are all about. And it's not about $20 at the table to get things autographed. It's not about creating some checklist of people that you have to see or photo ops or anything like that. It's about fandom. And he gets it. And he gets it probably more than many of the celebrities that I have ever talked to when it comes to fandom and the power of fandom. So the question that I asked him was, out of all of the things that you have worked on, what would you cosplay as? And listen to how he answers that and then gives us so much more.
0: Well, let me see. I did Magneto and X-Men, so... If that opens the door to X-Men, probably Storm.
1: (laughs) I would love to see that. I'm sure that would go viral on the internet
0: too. (laughs) I've made no secret that I really only want to work in sci-fi and fantasy, And, and this is why. Every aspect of it is enjoyable. It's fun, it's aspirational and inspirational. You know, it's a light in these very uncertain and dark times. So, uh the rest of my whatever I have the rest of my career is going to be spent in these genres.
1: So, if you are ever struggling about why fandom or if somebody's asking you that question, I think all you need to do is point them back to the timestamp of 12:01 on this podcast and listen to Christopher Judge explain that again. <laughs> Aside from giving us the uh visualization of Christopher Judge who is about I, I'd guess probably 6'4, 6'5 and probably 275 pounds of pretty much just muscle in a Storm cosplay, you also get what the whole reason behind fandom is. Another celebrity that I got a chance to interview was Richard Horowitz. And Richard Horowitz is a voice actor who you would not know him to look at it and probably wouldn't guess as to how many things that he's actually been in. But like many good voice actors, he has been in many, 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 many things, including Invader Zim, Power Rangers, Billy and Mandy, Skylanders. He has been in Metal Gear Solid. He has been in so many things. One of the questions that I asked him was, rather than trying to pick your favorite child or pick your favorite character, which character do you feel embodied you the most? And this was his response to that question.
4: Yeah, exactly. I'm glad you said that, because I often say that in panels. It's like trying to choose your favorite child, which is usually easier for me to do. But um, so many of my characters are a part of me. And I would say that Daggett from The Angry Beavers was most like my personality. But I clearly like to play the maniacal, evil, uh, doofus-y, uh, you know, villains the most. Which, I, for some reason, they, I think, yeah, we were on Billy and Mandy together. That's right. That's, right. that's, right. that's, that's <laughs> How's it going, Erwin? There you go.
1: <laughs> and that voice cameo that you hear at the end there, that is Vanessa Marshall, who played Irwin in Billy and Mandy with Richard Horvitz but is probably best known now as Hera in Star Wars Rebels. A lot of times voice actors, because their faces aren't on the screen, don't get the recognition from the fans that, say, a live action star would get. And so I asked him if he ever runs into cosplayers who are cosplaying as one of his characters. This was his response to me.
4: Character. Yes, a lot of Invader Zim's come up to me. A lot of Alpha 5's come up. Um, never a Billy. That would be an interesting one, Billy, because how they would do the nose would be interesting. But uh, mostly uh, Zim and uh, and Billy. Yeah.
1: And so then if he were to turn the tables and cosplay as one of his, his characters, this was the response that he gave me. And he was so excited about this question that he actually started answering it before I finished getting it out. And so he puts a character out there and then retracts it a little bit.
4: Speed Racer Oh one of my characters yeah. I would be Speed Racer Which is not my character But I would cosplay that In Instant Because I love that show I still do
1: Classic or the new one
4: Classic Classic okay. Good taste Oh too. yes um, But for uh, my own characters I probably would be Zim Although since I said No one really does Billy I'd probably do Billy <laughs>
1: Okay, and so then the last voice actor that I got a chance to interview, he actually was feeling a little bit under the weather, and he was performing with his band at the after show the next night, and so his agent was really trying to limit people down, and I figured this was my opportunity to talk to him, because he's always at Salt Lake Comic Con and has such a rabid fan base here in Salt Lake that you can never get through the line with him, because people just want to talk to him so much. And of course, this is Jess Harnell, who does the voice of Wacko, he does the voice of Ironhide, he does the voice of Byro the Dragon, he does the voice of Cedric in Sophia the First. Yes, I have a little girl, and that's why I know why. And that's how I know who Cedric is. And so many, so many, so many others. I'm sure as Jeff is listening to this, he is compiling a mental list of all of the characters that Jess Harnell has done the voice acting for. So I decided that all the questions that I had prepared, the one question that I think would tell us the most about Jess Harnell was that if he could cosplay as any of his characters which one would he cosplay as and you have to understand that as he's answering this jess harnell is a very flamboyant guy he's he looks like he could he could be dressed up in leathers and be in a biker gang he's got long hair and facial hair and looks like he could be rough but then you got to remember that he's wearing a, a cowboy hat that's basically bedazzled and skin tight leather pants and uh yeah he's he is quite the character and i'm gonna go out on a limb and say doesn't look like you think that he would look so i'll put a picture i'll put his picture in the show notes because he's he's hilarious so here is jess harnell with the one his one character that he would cosplay as
0: oh wow dude that's a great question man nobody's ever asked me that um, who would it be, dude? Who would you think? Wacko
4: because he doesn't wear pants.
0: Yeah, Wacko doesn't wear pants, although I love my pants. I, I do love my <laughs> Those pants. Beautiful pants. They're great pants, dude. Look awesome. at these, see? No, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Captain Hero, because I've always kind of wanted to be a superhero because chicks dig superheroes and so they get to do all kinds of cool stuff. But Captain Hero's such a dick. But I'd still since he's the only legit superhero I ever played, I would probably pick Captain Hero.
1: Alright, so there you go. You've got Jess Harnell wanting to be the superhero. <laughs> Alright, that wraps it up for this celebrity edition of the Fandom Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, head over to patreon.com slash fandompodcast and let us know by signing up to be a patron for a dollar a month. This episode especially was not free to produce. We had to get some equipment. You know what? You guys don't really care about that. But it sure would mean a lot to us if you guys would head over there and throw a dollar a month into the tip jar. Let us know that this is something that you guys value. And make sure to hurry quick because if you are listening to this on the day that it drops, you have two days to sign up to be a patron to be entered into the patron-exclusive Funko Pop giveaway. It is a Last Jedi Funko Pop giveaway, and and this is a Luke Funko Pop from The Last Jedi. So head over to patreon.com slash fandompodcast to sign up. If you are already a patron and you want some extra chances to win this Funko Pop, get some friends to interact with us. Every friend that you can get to interact with us will be an extra entry for you in this giveaway. If money's tight right now, we get that. There are some additional ways that you can help support the show. You can head over to fandompodcast.com slash contact and drop us a line. There's a web form there, or you can use feedback at fandompodcast.com or facebook.com slash fandompodcast or on Twitter, we're at fandomcast. All sorts of ways that you can help contribute to the show, even if you're a little tight on money right now. We also have some affiliate links. There's an Audible affiliate link, a CBS All Access affiliate link, and an Amazon affiliate link. You can see all of those over at FandomPodcast.com support. So until next time, may the fandom be with you. I'm here at Salt Lake Comic Con with Jason Gray Stanford, who is the voice of Vegeta, also one of my favorites, Kento of Hard Rock, or Raditz, I said Vegeta, didn't I? Who's the voice of Raditz, it's a saying, right? It's been a while since I've watched the show. A little cool, much better hair, much better hair, that's for sure.
2: Well, I, I, um, I tell you, um, I'm making memories right now because this is my first Comic-Con ever that I've ever done. First one I've done for myself, first one Monk has ever done, uh, so uh, I'm a newbie.
1: I would have expected with all the stuff you'd done that you'd been around the whole circuit.
2: Nope. You. This is my first Comic-Con interview. This is the first one I've done. Salt Lake City Comic-Con is fantastic. I'm having a great time here, so... Uh, I, uh, I hope to do more in the future, but uh, you got this is it. You got it. That's the scoop, the very first one.
3: Hi, this is Vanessa Marshall. I play Hera on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to the Fandom
4: Podcast.
1: This is Chris Sullivan. You may know me as Taserface, and you are listening to the Fandom Podcast.
4: This is Richard Horvitz. You may know me as Invader Zim, or Billy from the Grim Adventures of Billy Ma- and Mandy, or Alpha Phi from Power Rangers. Ay, 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 sword on, the Power Rangers are in trouble. Or that Spooty Beaver, Daggett, D Doofus Beaver. Eat Spooty Beaver. And you are listening to the Fandom Podcast.
0: This is Christopher Judge. You may know me as Tealc. Thank you for listening to the Fandom.